Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Celette. And we are happy to be back with you again for a new episode where we rate and review a paranormal romance novel. Mm-hmm. This one in particular. Oh, well. We're back to some of our favorites. Yay! Getting with all the steam and sex mm-hmm. that uh, Janine Frost usually brings us. So. She brings us the good. But first, let's do it quickly. Mm-hmm. A quickly. A quickie. <laughs> Let's do a quickly. Let's do this quickly. <laughs> okay, so we know, and any of our listeners or readers of Janine Frost knows, that Janine, at least in this series, has given us all of the men. Like, all of the good men. <laughs> yeah. And we've loved pretty much all of them, I believe. At least the ones that uh... we've read, right? I think our first book with Vlad, we weren't super into our him, but first since, impression, yes, we've liked Vlad a lot in other books. He's great <laughs> in other books. Like I loved him in um, fucking Spade's book. He was great. And Ben Carries, carries his book, but in his own book, that was a little bit hard. But we do love all the men. So the quickie is: Who is your favorite man? I know we typically do this for like a harems. That's true. That's true. Reverse harems, but oh no, this is hard. Yeah. So maybe it's not quickly. <laughs> oh no, because there's like two of my favorites between Spade and Ian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ian is super fun to read, and yes. I really, really love his books, and I. I'm almost immediately wishing we could do the third book right away. I mean, it's our podcast. We can do what we want, but we won't. <laughs> it's going to be a year or more. <laughs> That's how we roll. But I think personally, I'd be more compatible long term with Spade. Spade. Yeah. I feel like Ian would be intimidating <laughs> and I would have a hard time keeping up. Keeping up. Like- <laughs> Here, I, I hear you. I, I think I'm on the same exact level with you as that. Here's another thing, too. Janine wrote Ian so fucking well. So, like, his emotions and how he feels towards Veritas is so fucking strong that me, as a real person and him and as a fictional character, I would back up. I'd be like, nope, I can't even, like, pretend like you and I could be in a relationship because you love Veritas so much. So I can't even, like, picture myself as her being his lover you know what i mean mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. and i know that sounds really silly because it's a book <laughs> it's a paranormal story like it's not mm-hmm. real but the emotion and the feelings and you could just hear it and i think tavia helps a lot with this i'm sorry Tavia's fucking amazing yes no she's the fact great i still i knew it because i wrote it down and i said okay narrated by tavia gilbert and i still the whole book thought this has to be a different narrator oh yeah she can't sound like mm-hmm. this Nope, she had them all fucking nailed down, every single character, and even the multiple characters that Veritas has. Yeah. It is fucking amazing, and I think she is a huge contributor to that and expressing how Ian really, really feels about Veritas. I, I, okay, to answer the question, it is Spade for me as well. It's Spade. And I think mainly because Ian wouldn't even, like, pay me attention, so just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I could probably get Spade to take a shower for me, you know, like, yep. we can move it from there, but 
there's no way that Ian would be like. And I do love men carries, and I do love Vlad. Well, I loved men carries in his book. I loved, like you said, Vlad in the other books. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't love Vlad in the first book, but we got no. there eventually. We He's got so much there. funnier. Oh my god! In the snippets when he shows yes. up in other people, because he was funny in this book too. Yes, where. Like, he walks in on Layla on her knees with Ian's <laughs> pants down, like, staring at his dick. She's just trying to see if yes. he has a demon brand. <laughs> and instead of going into, like, a full-fledged, yes. you know... Jealousy rage. Aggro, jealous mm-hmm. vampire rage. He's just like, are you comparing for some reason? <laughs> like, he was just like, I can something smart. give you something better to look at over yes. here. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so funny about it because he's not. I mean, he knows yep. that he and Layla are are it, so he can be. There's no jealousy. And funny about it, Mm-mm. exactly, and it's really great. I think that's what all of these vampires all. Uh, okay, we should probably. Okay, we've answered the you question. Know, let's, let's do it real quick. <laughs> let's do clips notes and talk. Let let everybody know what we're talking about real fast, just so that they're on the same page. If you didn't, uh, oh yeah, follow along. <laughs> So we read Wicked Bite by Janine Frost, narrated by Tavia Gilbert, and it is the second book in the Night Rebel series, mm-hmm. which is part of her bigger Night Huntress world, mm-hmm. I think, is the way it all works. Because they're all like, or it's part of that universe. It's part of the Night Huntress universe. Yeah, because there's different worlds. Because there's, there's a whole series that are like Cat and Bones, then there's Vlad has his whole series, and then there's... The two books, like Bade's book is standalone and Mancarius's book is mm-hmm. standalone. And then there's this series about Ian and Veritas. So this is our fourth Janine Frost book, I think. Mm-hmm. And we read the first book in this series, which was Shades of Wicked for episode 127. People can go back and listen to that if they want to hear. And we don't even remember our thoughts, so we're probably going to repeat some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up. Almost guaranteed. But anyway... Basic plot, at the end of the last book, Ian died, and Veritas used her father and her powers to bring him back, but part of that was going to mean he lost his memories of her. He, Her father had to pull his memories away, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't, I don't know, lose his brain. And he made, and her father made her promise she had to hunt down the other souls that he had pulled out of the demon Dagon. And help them or save them or something. I don't know. He didn't really specify. Just that she had a job to do. (laughs) And meanwhile, Dagon still existed and would still be gunning for her and Ian the whole time. Mm -hmm. So she naturally thought the best way to go about this was to pretend Ian and her weren't married, dump him off in a whorehouse, (laughs) and ask his friends to take care of him and just never mention her. Just make up a story, lie to him. Uh, She doesn't exist and she can go off and do what she needs to do in the world. Now, he does not accept this. <laughs> He's like, oh. he, he wakes up and immediately, while he doesn't have his memories, he knows he loves somebody and they aren't here and he shouldn't be in that situation. He shouldn't be in that den of sex without the person he loves. And yeah. he needs to find her. And that's all he knows. And so he goes on this quest and he finds her and he, he tricks her into coming back to him. And with this whole like council thing where he like basically tells them that they're keeping his wife away from him. And so he's trying to sue them. <laughs> he's suing the council for, for abandonment, for like spousal abandonment because they won't let his wife. And they're all like, we don't know that she is your wife and we don't know what you're talking about anyway. Also, do we sue each other? Like this is, <laughs> this feels strange. Um, 
But anyway, so they get back together and, you know, quickly she can't deny her feelings anymore. And she's like, but I was trying to protect you and keep you safe. And he's like, but I am safe. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think together we should fight this battle instead of apart because it doesn't seem to do very good. You know, and anyway, so then they go on this massive world, you know, hopping spree of trying to figure out how to track Dagon and where he is and what his plans are. Then they trap him and then he traps them and da, 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 da. And there's a lot of a lot of action, a lot of people getting like hurt and damaged and blood and blown up and da da da. But also they fall back in love. Mm-hmm. They admit that to each other. They have wild sex, which is so good. Oh, so good. And Ian helps her piece together herself because she's always kept so she has two beings. She's she's part her father is a god mm-hmm. of the underworld or in between at least. I don't know, the river between life and death. And her mother, I guess, was mortal. Yes, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And so she has always been of two worlds. And then she became a vampire on yeah. top of that. <laughs> so now she's vampire and deity or demigod, half god. <laughs> and she's always kept the demigod part of her hidden. She was taught to by her sire Tanakh because he didn't trust it. He thought it was um, dangerous because it has, you know, as as a daughter of the river between the worlds, she yeah. has the ability to pull out souls and send them to the underworld. Uh-huh. Which, you know, that sucks you if know. you don't want to do that. But if you need to do it, then great. <laughs> it works out. Anyway, so she, so she always thinks of herself as two, her vampire half and her deity half, and she locks away her deity side because she can't trust it. But Ian's like, that's just you, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, come on, hun. That's You're just one person. You have to accept who you are. And so by the end of the book, of course, she's come into her full power, full acknowledgement of herself as a whole being, not two parts to fight and war against each other mm-hmm. for control. And then Ian's also just been very honest and open that he loves her, and this is it. They're in it forever, for always. And yeah. Then, then there's some big surprises at the end, and that'll be the whole third book. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's a good one. Yeah. So that is the story of this book, and there's tons and tons of action that happens throughout this entire thing. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty of the action, which is good, like you know, it helps build the story and gives you oh, a lot of context. And she writes it particularly oh, well. Man, she's very good. Then I listen never am or like read it. bored by it because sometimes I'm like blah 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 action action yeah. blah blah blah. <laughs> but no, this is well written. I was struggling at the end just because I hate super pompous villains. Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about the council? Oh, Dagon. No, Dagon was so Mm. like smug in his like, I trapped you and now you're all going to die. Mm -hmm. And then like whatever her face is, the other, you know, Dagon's simp. Oh, yeah. Arushki? Arushki was just also like so excited because they were finally going to kill her. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like... And obviously, yeah. we know that's not going to happen. There's a whole no. third book. And so far, Janine Frost has never killed off anyone we love. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and which, thank God, because, that we know of. Uh, yeah, that's true. I am wondering where Spade is. Yeah, I wonder like if we can find his second book somewhere. Never. Well, there isn't one. And he's never shown back mm. up in yeah, because these we get books yet. Bones and Vlad and Mancari. Well, Van- Mancari's is Ian Sire. So that makes sense. But no, we don't get him. I think he is Spades too, but I'm not sure. I know that oh, okay. Spades, why, or the girl in Spades' book, and whose name I don't remember, is Cat's best friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where the fuck is Where are they? they? Where'd they go? <laughs> why aren't they in any of these books? So I'm wondering if they died. 
Shit, I want to listen to that book again because that was fucking. I I already have decided that's what I'm doing when we're done recording okay. today. I'm like, oh, I need more spade in my yes. life. Hold on. Oh my god, you was just the fucking best, and her story was really sad. Oh, sorry, we can't we can't get into the other story oh, because that's too many other books. That's too many other books. Anyway, as I was saying when we first started this, I think part of what I really am drawn to with. Janine's books and her writing and her characters is that all of these men now they definitely have flaws they are like petty with each other (laughs) they're constantly like bickering and like backstabbing each other a little bit jokingly but also like out of love actually yes (laughs) but at no point are they ever jealous Mm -mm. psychopath assholes like remember very early days when we were doing the lords of the underworld books by um Gina Showalter. Uh-huh. And like they would all get possessive of their women, even around their brothers. Within each other. Within that, yes. Like, don't look at Maddox or Ashlyn or whatever. Yes. You know, and I'm like, you've been with these people for <laughs> millennia. These are your lifelong brothers. Like, they're not trying to take Ashlyn from no. you. No one is trying to take you know, and that goes for all of them. They all were like, Nobody look at yes. her, nobody talk to her. Yeah. And these men are so different from that because once they find their person and they like claim them and you know everybody's yeah. like on board they're made it, it. And, mm-hmm. then they can all just be friends and hang out together and no one's like yes like like Vlad didn't fly off the handle because Layla's she was... looking at yes. Ian's dick yes and then right after that she made Ian strip down completely and like touched her hands all over his whole yep. body <laughs> and, and, and Vlad just stood there like okay <laughs> Because she was using her magic, obviously, to sense yes. his his new skin, because he basically was a newborn at this point. Yeah, there was no moment in time where he was just like, how dare you? And then he, try to beat up Ian. And No, he they, wasn't ruffled no. at all, because they're secure in their love so and their relationship. Secure. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. That's part of the reason why, I mean, I think I, Janine gives us probably the best set of men out of any series that we've ever read, or at least that, that's how I feel, because of these uh, you know like they're able to control their emotions so well and their love for their women are so deep like you could feel it I mean I do have to maybe argue a little bit about Vlad (laughs) (laughs) again that was five years ago it was a long time ago that we read that book and we were very new to the podcast and to the genre were and we I think we had probably PTSD from other books that we were reading where there was just toxic masculinity all over the place and jealousy and just like you said with the, the Gina books and it's like ugh. so maybe we just maybe we have to give that one a try again and see if hey Vlad is that was, actually that cool was episode five yeah see that was a really long time ago <laughs> we might have to give it another try. I'm gonna listen to that and I'm gonna listen to Spade's book and then I'm gonna come back around and be like okay guys Vlad really isn't that because we did we were having a really hard time and then we did um his accent also didn't help us no Oh, and that's also, just to be fair, that book was written in 2012. Yes, it was. And the books that we meet Vlad in now are all like, you know, 2018, 2020. They're, 20, like, more they're much more current books. Yeah. So he might have been a different character. Yes, he had time to grow. Ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so maybe, maybe we didn't like him because he wasn't, I don't know. I want to look at him again through the new perspective I have from these other books. Me too. Because I have a feeling he's going to be pretty cool. (laughs) I think so too. I think I think we had that like he just didn't seem connected or even cared much for Layla. 
Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Again, 120 or 42 episodes ago. Is yes, when we guys, that was so long ago. And we have learned a lot since then. So We recorded that episode in September of 2017. We didn't even know how to fucking put a podcast no, episode it up. Didn't, it didn't go out until March of or May of 18. Yep. <laughs> May of 18, I had no idea what anything, like, we had no idea how to even, that was when we had SoundCloud eventually, but. <laughs> we didn't know shit. We didn't know anything. And so I forgive us for not liking yes. God. <laughs> I agree. I think it would be interesting to do, like, a reboot of an episode. I, I, I wonder. You know? <laughs> be like, okay, guys, look, we did this episode five. We have now redone this book. And l- listen up. <laughs> We've learned things. That would We've be interesting, learned. actually. <laughs> it would be. It would be. <laughs> well, we even did We even did Spade's book back then. It was episode 23. Are we just going to listen to the first two books again and do this? Are we, we just might... going to be Janine's podcast? We might become <laughs> Janine's podcast. <laughs> I mean... There's a lot of books. Oh yeah. There's over 25. Um, so, in yeah, this just... in this universe. So we could definitely that's like a whole year. It's a whole year. We've dedicated an entire year to Janine Frost. Which uh... look, I'm not going to argue. I think it's going to be fucking fantastic if we ever decided to do that, which it, we can't we can't I can't even think about that now. No, I can't either. Moving along. Um <laughs> But yeah, so they are, they're just some of the best guys. And Mm -hmm. like every time Veritas gives Ian a chance to like walk away, save himself, quit on this really difficult challenge of like figuring out how to end this demon that's been around for fucking Mm -hmm. ever that no one's ever taken on. And he has the power of all the souls that he eats and then burns up inside of him. Like it just... And he doesn't. He doesn't do it. He goes, no, I'm part of this. Yeah. I love you. And I'm I'm sticking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is really good. And I think one of the most like endearing qualities in both of them is that they, so they both have been victims of Dagon, right? But, and yeah. not just like as, you know, like as prisoners and like they have both have had real bad trauma in their lives and stuff. And so Ian, not just because he loves Veritas so much, but he has that understanding of what Dagon is capable of. And obviously he's going to stick around with her against any fight that she has with anybody. But I think especially with Dagon, because he has also been a specific victim of his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think Janine really gives us that bonus of that extra love and care that they truly, truly have for each other. And in really, he's really explicit with it. And he, oh, he, he now knows how to teleport. He didn't know how to do that before. So he's got this new power. Do we know how that came about? Like because of Dagon's power. So when her father, when when Veritas's father, the god of the river between life and death, mm-hmm. pulled all the souls out of Dagon. So Dagon kills, well, gets Ian to kill himself in a way to save Veritas and yeah. sucks his soul because he had that demon bargain. Ian had done that demon bargain with Dagon that his soul would be his. So Dagon kills Ian, sucks his soul into him, and he ha- he's full of souls because demons are supposed to pass these souls on to the underworld, especially to like the demon world, I guess, or whatever. 
that's what they're supposed to do as they claim souls. I mean, anybody who watches like Supernatural or any yeah. of those shows kind of understand that. Hell like you make a demon and... bargain and then the soul goes to hell, mm-hmm. right? Well, Dagon's kind of fucked up the system or bypassed it in a way and he keeps the souls inside himself yeah. and then he burns them for power. And that's not good. And even the god of, you know, Veritas's father is like, this is not the system. Right. And that's I am mad cool. at it too. So she calls on him to help her save Ian first off, even though he's dead. And stop Dagon. And so what mm-hmm. he is able to do, what he, he agrees to help her in a limited capacity. So he pulls all of the souls out of Dagon and gives them life again. So as soon as they died, they are resurrected. They're resurrected in today's okay. time, but wherever they were dead. <laughs> like they okay. don't get to go back to the past. Right, right. Right. So for Ian, that's fine because he had just died. So then yes. he wakes up and... And I forget her father's name, but whatever he had to do, he also had to remove their memories. And so they all wake up in present day with their last memories being right before they died and not realizing like millennia have passed thousands of years, hundreds of years. So they're speaking like ancient Sumerian and fucking Greek and like all this shit. Anyway, and they don't remember anything. And that's why Ian doesn't remember anything. But when he did that, when, when her father did that, in pulling them out of Dagon, mm-hmm. each of them took a piece of power from Dagon. Ah, okay. So yeah, that is why that Ian can do he can do magic without saying it or or writing it. Mm-hmm. He can mm-hmm. teleport. He can do something else that I forgot. But then even like Ereshki, well, she was never inside of him. That's right, because she never died. But she has certain powers that being a demon brand have given her. Mm -hmm. Because before, in the last book, Ian had more things he could do too because he was branded. Because somehow you get some demon powers when you accept that that bargain. But these ones specifically had been Dagon's powers that were now passed on to him. All of the souls had a little bit, right? Okay. And that's why A, Dagon could track them and B, he was trying to get them all back. Right. Because... He wants his power back. Yeah, he wants his power back. <laughs> and he also wants to eat all those souls again so he can use them for more power. Yeah. In a malicious way. And it's like, I don't know, I, I didn't feel like it was like a secret or anything. I, why why hasn't the council or other law guardians or other people, why, why are they the only ones, Veritas and Ian, the only ones hunting this bad guy down? That I don't have an answer for. <laughs> it, it feels as if the council really only exists. It's really the vampire council. Mm-hmm. And they're big concern is keeping vampires in line yeah and not exposing themselves to humanity and not over killing humans yes (laughs) just little minor killings of humans but not need a snack extreme (laughs) just a couple snacks here and there that's all but um (laughs) and they're they only have like a tentative agreement with the demons because they don't get along those species Mm -hmm. and then their other number one issue seems to be half-breeds they have a real problem. They have a real problem with, with half-breeds. Half-breeds. And Veritas, by extra, well, because she's also a vampire, is, um, they called her something. They didn't call her halfling because she's not half. They called her, was it like a triling or something like that? Oh, no, she's not. That's Kat's daughter. Oh, not Veritas? So they no. don't con- they don't consider her vampire a third thing? Uh, vampire she's she's just vampire and god. I mean, she was human and god, but then her va- her human side became vampire. Became the but you vampire. can't be like vampire and human. You just either are a vampire or a human. Uh, <laughs> well, except okay. Cat Cat is particularly special <laughs> and we haven't read any of Cat's books. 
Because I, I got confused there then. Okay. Because Kat was born human, but to a vampire father who had sperm left over. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> and we haven't read any of Kat's books. And no. I only know this tangentially through some of these books. And her daughter is all three, is a ghoul vampire demon. Okay. And so that's why in the future, I think there's going to be issues because that um, Cain cult wants Trilings blood Tried. Okay. in order to resurrect Cain. They think Got they can it. resurrect Cain that way. Okay. Um, and so somebody will hunt Kat's daughter, the daughter down to try to bring Cain, the first vampire back. That is so interesting. Oh, that's such a good story. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's just brilliant. Anyway, okay. So yeah, so it's all like all, all this stuff keeps happening. Oh, we find out Veritas finds her half brother. Yes. She's she's got a little As demon demigod demon brother running around that she didn't know about. So so they they can be friends in the future and talk I think about so. shit and because they both are like I'm not gonna lie, I've always wanted a sibling, and so like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even though they fuck with each other and always mad at each other, at least in this book when they first meet, mm-hmm. they are there for each other. He reminded me a lot of Loki for some reason. Like, that was all I could see in my head was Tom Hiddleston, even though that's not how he was described at not all. Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. But that makes sense, especially, like, being summoned by alcohol in, in a bar. <laughs> Just, like, mischievous, right? Like, yeah. That felt very like him. I was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... So. Yeah. So, these characters are just too good. They are. They're very good. And, I of love course... Them. Janine doesn't disappoint with the sex that she gives us. Veritas is denying her feelings for Ian in the very beginning because she still thinks she needs to protect him. And then eventually she's like, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) I miss you. I know it's only been two months, but I miss you. I love you. And I cannot deny my feelings for you anymore. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I got my uh, I got all my memories back when your ghost friend came over and was like, pow. And then. Oh, when, no, when he got the horn. Oh, that's right. When he got the, when he went down and got the horn. Yep. Now he has all of his I thought memories Leah had back. something to do with that. Right. Okay. The horn for Azael, that's when they met Azael. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole other thing. We're not going to tell you everything. We can't. No, you guys it's have to listen things. to it. It's too, it's too great. <laughs> and their first encounter, of course, is really nice. Not their first, but their force, first sense. Oh, God. Yeah. The separation. Oh, oh and I love the, <laughs> where they just go back to breaking everything. Yes. And I love so much. I just love that he's like, I want you in my bed. She's like, why? We've never used a bed before. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's broken bed. Let's do this. And then like, yeah, they're in this fancy. So at one point they're on this fancy island of rejects, I guess. Like people who are hiding oh. from. Uh, I didn't even think of it like that. They're the island of rejected toys. Um <laughs> Or misfit toys, whatever. That is funny. And I like it. so they're there because they need to talk to Yoni, who runs the island, and he collects all these poor people who are otherwise persecuted. A lot of Veritas's people who she guides away from the council's retribution end up there. So people who are like, yeah, she saved me, mm-hmm. you know. So th- she's good. But they go there. It's a real fancy mansion, like island tropical paradise, right? Yeah. And <laughs> they're talking in sign language, I guess, between um, Ian and Yoni and Ionis. Jonas asks for a private room, like something mm-hmm. and something that they could break. So, yes. so like she's <laughs> expecting to be led away to, you know, this fanciest bedroom because everything else about this mansion is like super fucking yeah. fancy and, and upscale. And instead, they're obviously led into like the servants quarters <laughs> in the basement in a like a cylinder block room mm-hmm. with just a bed and a shower.
shower and she's like, why are we what? being put where like the maid sleep or Hold something? On. And he's like, uh, we're going to bust the fuck out of this place. <laughs> Do you remember the nightclub that we messed up last time? Oh, God, mm. the nightclub. I really enjoyed the nightclub The nightclub scene. was great. <laughs> but yeah, so then they proceed to just destroy this little bunk room. <laughs> And they, they did. <laughs> they he promised did. her a broken bed, and they got it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later, they got off a little bit of the bathroom. But they had to be careful then that they didn't break anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only cracked the marble tile a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> they were a little bit more careful. It was yes. practically restrained for them. And then there was another moment where he duplicated himself and became oh, two fuck. people. Now, that was, uh, you know, a little too much for Veritas, but oh my fucking God. I don't think it was too much. I think she enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, mean, that's true. (laughs) I think, like, so Janine didn't write the full, like, menage scene, but she hinted at it. So you can use your imagination to fill in what a duplicate Ian Uh was doing while... Absolutely. Taking part. Which I like. I love because the two of them do it a lot more. It doesn't come up as much in the other books that I remember, but the two of them use their power because they're both more magic wielding than any of the other vampires that in this series that we've read. Well, because all Um, the women were like, they're human of some sorts. I mean, they get powers later, right? Or like their powers mm -hmm. come out later. Well, they have powers. They're just different. And they're not in They're Yeah, they're. Yeah. Yeah. But the two of them are constantly using their powers in the Mm -hmm. bedroom. And it's really fun because, like, at one point, Veritas, she can, since she has control over water, she basically has control Mm -hmm. over blood. Mm -hmm. So she was using her powers to (laughs) suck all of the blood in his penis right to the surface to make it extra sensitive and, like, tease him without touching him. She could do it just with her powers. And he was just like, oh, man. (laughs) He was fucking blown away. That was a good scene, too. Oh my god, yeah. good sex. I just it's good. She writes good sex oh, and good so like good. really extremely supernatural sex. Like yeah. right? it's it's definitely not sex that you could even as- aspire to because it's fucking yes. <laughs> vampire and like demigod magic people mm-hmm. sex. It's crazy sex. There is no <laughs> limit, really. No. You can make it as extreme as you want and she goes there. I really do wish and I hope maybe it is in like future books. That the duplicate guy comes back and the two Ians are there and that we get a full-blown fucking sex scene. Because I think that's that's my favorite scene, even though, like, it's I think it's my favorite because I got to imagine it my own, right? Right, right. But I want it given to me because I know Janine can give it. Like, I she gives it fucking good everywhere else. So I want to hear her version of it. And I want, oh, I bet that's going to be so fucking delicious. Yep, probably. <laughs> Please, Janine, I'm so dear Janine. <laughs> Please give me two ears and and don't stop. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's good. It is good. Yeah, and there's still I mean, I will say, like, the book is heavy on action and like yeah. plot. Yeah. You know, it's definitely got the sex scenes in it, but it's not like sometimes books become just like small arc to get to the next sex scene. Yes. <laughs> Over and over again. But I don't think that's the case here because she really does have a whole plot she's trying to get through. And she's like, I need you to know this story. And they just happen to stop and have fancy sex scenes in the middle. absolutely. And that's fine. Because you have to take time for yourself even while you're hunting demons. Absolutely. And when you're (laughs) so fucking madly in love with the person that you're adventuring with, then you have to. Mm -hmm. 
And I like I like the balance that she gives. So she gave us the first full blown sex in the beginning, and then it was snippets, and then another good one, and then they also have a lot of like smoldering heat between the two mm-hmm. of them. Like, because in the very very beginning, after you know they get reunited again, and he's like, "I know you tried to leave me, but I'm not allowing that." Yeah, she was like, "I don't like you." <laughs> it was all fake anyway. It was just because we were drunk, hopped up on demon blood or whatever. Yeah, the dragon dragon, dragon blood. blood. And he just like looks at her in these ways or says things and she's like instantly aroused yep. and like hot for him and he's like bullshit and she's like fine, fine, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> So there's all these like long like chapters of just like simmering sexual tension between the two where they're mm-hmm. both like he's like I need this to happen sooner rather than later because I'm not used to being celibate. Yeah. <laughs> I I haven't gone this long without sex because <laughs> he's notorious for yes. not being celibate. Yeah. We first and meet him in a hor- like in, a, in an orgy. That's how we meet yeah. Ian. <laughs> Yes, he's in an orgy and he loves it. I mean, and that's just, well, he he's actually bored of it at that point. He's like, oh, this is a boring life of <laughs> just doing this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even like with Dagon, that's how he got trapped. Or like that's how he got in trouble with Dagon is he had been flirting with Dagon mm-hmm. and pretending to be interested in him and like, I think I would imagine probably fucking him and then stealing that stone that Dagon wanted. Yes. And then that was decades ago. That was always like why mm-hmm. Dagon hated Ian <laughs> mm-hmm. and why yeah. he was coming for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, it had been for him two weeks as long. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. He's like, I haven't had sex in two weeks. And she's like, um, I've gone centuries. <laughs> She said decades. Oh, so decades. we're not sure. Not centuries. Right, right, right. Decades. Yes. <laughs> that she's ever gone that long. Uh-huh. But yeah, she basically is like, I'll go years, sometimes a decade. He's like, No, I don't play like that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I love it. I think it's great. It's so funny that he's just like, um, yeah, we're gonna have to like uh do this real soon because it's, it's it's been a long time. Which actually, let's do this now. This takes us to our kiss and tell. Okay, okay, that's good. Which is how long it has been for us since you know, like what what is the longest space in between us having sex? And I guess we can. There are different parameters of sex, right? So I guess we could say specifically intercourse or what? Because you can have sex with yourself, right? And you can have oral yeah, sex, but I, and you can have. Or do you? So how are we? I don't think we count defining masturbation. Okay, so let's not because I feel like I wouldn't be able to. I don't know how to do that math because I don't. No, I don't think we could have this conversation. Neither one of us. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know that I've ever stopped doing that. Right. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, then partners then. So just like, yeah, having some kind of intercourse or even just a sexual encounter with a partner. Yes, there we go. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think it has to be full-blown mm-hmm. just penetration. It could be anything. Okay. Um, So at least twice I've gone for like four plus years. Wow, four plus years. Okay, twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. I'm pretty sure if I do my math correctly. I think I sort of remember this kind of conversation that we've had about that before. <laughs> it was almost kind of like a repeat of the same almost amount of time. Yeah, it pretty much. It's kind of a, it was a pattern. Yeah, yeah, a pattern. <laughs> I feel like I would do hibernation well. Because um, <laughs> I'd be like in a relationship and the relationship would end. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, cool, I don't need another relationship. And then I would not get into another one for like, four or more years okay. and then eventually something would happen I'd get in a relationship and I'd be like okay cool 
And then, nope. Right. And then it would happen again. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, that's fine too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's for me, it's, I mean, I've been married for 20 years, guys. So, but that's not <laughs> to say that there are moments where we don't. Well, I sure. think the longest that Dan and I have gone, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I think maybe two months. And yeah. And that's just, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you why it couldn't be, but there'll be times where it's just like a few times a day. So that we'll have sex a few times a day, which is rare, but it, obviously we've done it. So yeah, for us, it's like that. And I'm trying to think <laughs> before then what my longest has been, but I was so young back then. Like I was 20, or mm-hmm. 21. Like how, what are, I don't know what my breaks were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's not, it's not too long, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of it either way. Mm-hmm. For me, it was always like, I find relationships hard and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it was definitely easier to just not be in one. Mm-hmm. And I am pretty satisfied all the time without being in a relationship, which is nice. But I did decide like this last time that I was like, you know, if left to my own devices, I would just do that again. Right. For like long stretches of yep. time. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. And that would be fine. But I was like, I'm going to make an actual effort this time to try real dating. Yeah. And not just like waiting until somebody's like, hey, would you like to date? And I'd be like, oh, fine. That's fine. Um. <laughs> So making an effort this time, which has been very different for me, and like seeking out specifically somebody I would be interested in dating myself, who I would, you know, choose Mm -hmm. as opposed to who just whoever came along and chose me. Right. Right. So this has been that I've been in that kind of mode for what, two years now? How many years? Yeah. Since you started the dating app and just sort of like doing different. Yeah. Coming out of a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And And so that's. Yeah. And that definitely leads to having less long dry spells. Yes. It does. You could go, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm dating now. I can, Mm -hmm. can, whatever. But yeah, I don't have any like negative, and I don't think Veritas had in in any of hers, like dry spells. I don't have any like shame or remorse or negative opinions of them. I think that they serve their purposes. I mean, if you're not interested and you're cool with yourself, I think that's a really strong place to be sometimes. Absolutely. Is to be like, look, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm a fun person to hang out with and read books by myself. No, for sure. Look, there I (laughs) fucking love my husband. I love him to bits. He is my best friend. He is my partner. He he is everything to me. I love that guy so much. But there are times where I'm like, can I just go to the Hilton and stay there for a week and just be by myself? You know, and just, and it has to be Hilton. Sorry, guys. It's got to be a black curtain Hilton. I really wish they would sponsor us and give us <laughs> know, right? free Hilton stays. <laughs> you know, which we talk about you guys in our podcast. I know that would be so amazing. But yeah, I think it is important to have those times. And I think more importantly is having that mentality, knowing that, yes, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to not have that that partnership sometimes you don't even want the partnership. And it's not that I don't want my husband. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that sometimes having the breathing, the ability to breathe and have some space is important for your own personal. Absolutely. And there's a hundred percent freedom in not making decisions that you have to like check with other people, but like just being like a hundred percent responsible for your own choices and decisions, (laughs) doing what you want when you want to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that and a lot of like, 
I'm my own person and mm-hmm. I get to decide if today I eat cookie dough for d- breakfast. Fuck yes. I mean, not that a husband stops you from eating cookie <laughs> dough for breakfast. I'm just saying there might be somebody who walks into the kitchen and goes, really? Yes. And you go, fuck you. And I want to eat cookie dough. Don't give me that eyeball. I'm eating cookie eyeball dough. Eyeball me. Don't eyeball me. Which, look, I, I'm i not going to lie. I kind of was hoping you would forget the cookie dough in my refrigerator <laughs> last night. And you did not. It was like the first thing you packed. <laughs> that shit is good. Can you share that recipe with me? Sure. Because how sure. fucking delicious, man. I was like, yes, I need more of this every single day. Two scoops every single day. Two scoops. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, yeah, that is that. That's it. Uh, there were a lot of strong emotions and feelings and stuff that Janine gave us through these characters, and so having relationships and understanding your needs and and how important your self worth is is super is super important in a relationship. So I think that she she gives us different things to think about as we as we start to learn Veritas a little bit more mm-hmm. and and even in a little bit more, especially with the relationship with Dagon. But do you have a fun fuck fact for us then? I do, and I think it ties in with everything we just kind of talked about a little bit. And it is titled, It's Time We Saw Our Loved Ones, How They See Themselves, Seven Powerful Tips. It's by uh, Diana Roan. I think it's Diana. Diana? Diana or Diana? Diana, yeah. It's uh, from yourtango.com, and it was written October 15th, 2023, and it also says, uh, Relationship experts Harville Hendricks, PhD, and Helen LaKelly Hunt, PhD, have something to say. So, like, just quickly to get into it, the most important takeaway, I think, from this article is that seeing someone as they see themselves means looking beyond preconceived notions we've built about them and truly understanding their individuality. It means under Acknowledging that your idea of them doesn't exist. They are their own unique person with their own thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Mm So the whole article is about how everybody, not just like your partner, but your friends, everyone in your life, you have a concept of in your head. You've built a concept of based on your interactions with them, but it's not 100% them. It's a projection of who you think they are. And that can be harmful if you're basing your interactions and your responses on what you think they're thinking and doing based on how you perceive them versus what somebody's intentions and actual actions are. And so some of their their seven tips for like really breaking that down and seeing who your loved ones really are, who they are themselves, is one, listen and understand them. Two, mirror your partner in conversation. Three, ask your partner the best way you can support them. Four, embrace their flaws. Five, be shamelessly proud of them. Six, never, ever compare them. Mm. Seven, treat them like a human being. Mm -hmm. And that one's really key. Your loved one is not an object or a prize to be won. Yeah. They are a person. With agency. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy to project how you want, you know, project your own feelings on somebody that is impressionable or is a little bit like, like on kids particularly, or even in a relationship where that person might, they have self-esteem issues and things. And so it's easy for them to. And even if they don't, you're still like, you think they're going to be this way. Because you've constructed a, you know, fake version in your head. Like, this is your image of them. This is who they are to you. Mm -hmm. And then you're reacting to that and not to 
themselves. Right. So that's where like misunderstandings happen. And like when people are like, that's not what I said. Well, that's what I heard. Is it really what you heard or is it what you interpreted what you through yes. the filter you have of who you think they really are and not who they actually are? Yeah. So really breaking those down and going, all right. Because if the person tells you that's not what I said, then you have to like, don't. Like you can't, you can't like that. You don't get to be like, well, I heard this. Right. So that's fine. <laughs> that's no. like their narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that like really goes to this relationship between Veritas and Ian because mm-hmm. first, you know, Veritas is struggling with her own identity because the last person she really truly loved, Tanak, her sire. vampire sire, okay. made her suppress part of herself because he was afraid of the deity part of her. Yeah. He saw her suck out souls, truly of enemies who had kidnapped her. So really, people who you get to uh, kill. Bad guys. <laughs> bad mm-hmm. guys. But it scared him. And he didn't want her to ever let that side of her go because he was afraid she would not stop instead of trusting that she's only ever been a really good person who's only ever fought for the rights and lives of others and like stood up against people who were harming the innocent and the you know weaker Mm -hmm. and instead of like even your most powerful person like if that's who they are at their core then her powerful side's going to work in concert with that yeah like isn't going to just come out and go well i'll slaughter the whole world right you take over i'm gonna go take a break (laughs) right but anyway so tanak still kept her and taught her how to suppress part of herself Mm -hmm. and in her eyes like he was her sire, he loved her, he saved her from a really terrible situation with Dagon mm-hmm. and taught her how to live again and be, you know, turned her into a vampire and gave her this life. And so he couldn't be wrong. Right. And now Ian, the person she loves now, comes along and goes, In mm-hmm. this instance, he was wrong. Yeah. Because you are not dangerous. Mm-mm. You have to be your whole self. You can't suppress part of you and be truly free, truly alive. Yeah. Like you're you're hurting yourself by doing it this way. Keep feeding into the notion that this other side of you is a scary and terrible. Yes, scary, evil being that has to be kept suppressed. You have to just be your whole self, truly and honestly. And so she's struggling with which of my people do I trust? Like, Tanakh loved her, but he loved her limitedly. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in, you know, modern age, and putting this away from like vampires and demons and superpower perspective, like that happens in relationships where you think you're in a relationship and somebody loves you but they're loving a piece of you and they're asking you to keep the rest of you separate or suppressed or like I just don't like how loud you are in public or I don't like how assertive you are and so you teach yourself to not be the full version of yourself because this person who loves you doesn't like it right and it takes therapy maybe or just self-reflection and a path that you have to walk to really figure out, mm-hmm. I get to be my whole authentic self and somebody who's deserving of that yeah. will come to love it. Or they won't, but that's fine. But loving someone right. who only loves part of you isn't the answer. And recognizing that that they are trying to suppress parts of you that you are comfortable with and that you're not afraid to show or express or whatever you know, but it's just making their image look better because they want you to be in a certain light so that they can look better or be more comfortable or whatever. Yeah, they want you to match the version of you that they have in their head. And this other piece doesn't yeah. fit that. So they want Bullshit. you to squash it. And that's not okay. Yeah. And so that's why. And like that can be intentional. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be accidental. Like some people may not be intending to tell you to sure. be less of yourself. Yes. But they are. 
And so that's where communication has to come through and you have to talk about it. Like, I don't like it when you say I mm-hmm. embarrass you when I make jokes in public because that tells me that I am embarrassing right. and not I shouldn't be myself. So like figuring out is that a deal breaker between the two of you or something you can get past and they can learn to accept that they're in control of their own embarrassment. That's the only person who can yep. control whether they feel mm-hmm. embarrassed is themselves. So it's it's not whether, you know, you do jokes or don't do jokes or if anyone sees or how other people react to you. I jokes. cannot control Only, how you're like, feeling. That's yeah. a, that's an emotion. No, <laughs> you need to work. So yeah, that it's out. about you. You got to figure that out. Or, I mean, that's just an example. But you know, anything mm-hmm. like that, those kind of things that happen in relationships. So that's kind of what this article is about. And this book isn't about that, but it definitely gives us good, yeah. you know, visions of that and just like ways to these relationships, this this particular mm-hmm, couple mm-hmm. is working on those issues <laughs> as a vampire and a demigod. <laughs> yes. Who have steamy hot sex. Paranormally. Oh, Paranormally. So good. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it very, very much. Awesome. Well, to close, I mean, to close out the book, right. we get a really... <laughs> Fun, I guess. Not fun for Veritas or Ian, but interesting surprise at the very end where... So the council has Veritas. They've they've imprisoned her. Is it the council? Well, I think oh. first, because I don't think we explained it. Sorry. So she she kills Dagon. Like, she finally, like, they get free, yeah. like, the trapped in this secondary trap and this trap and that anyway it all breaks down she's allowed you know free reign she she releases relinquishes uh-huh. her barrier between herself and embraces yes. her true whole it's self beautiful and is like oh i remember now what tenok was afraid of and what i have the ability to do and it is that soul sucking power and she corners dagon and she's gonna kill him he at the last minute calls the vampire <laughs> council even though he's a demon <laughs> And they show up. It's so weird. All of them, like, show up in the middle of Vermont, in the middle of winter, to be like, what's going on? And I'm like, aren't you, you guys have to be busy. Like, do something else. But whatever. And his whole idea is, like, she can't kill him with her god power, her demigod power, in front of the council. Because the council right. does not like demigods. So he figures she will have to let him go. And then she will have to figure out a tale or tell some kind of lie about why Mm -hmm. she kind of looked like she was Mm -hmm. a super powerful demigod (laughs) and maybe try to weasel her way out of it. And she decides like, nah, any time that he gets away, more people die. So it's just not worth it. It's even if she ends up dying at the hand of the council, killing him is worth that risk. And so she just sucks his soul out and sends it to hell. She's like, Mm -hmm. fuck off, Dagon. I'm not playing this game with you anymore. It's been millennia of your horror reign down on earth and then of course the <laughs> council's like you're under arrest dude just just like absolutely ludicrous because if she was really evil yes, she'd exactly. just be like and you're all dead uh <laughs> but anyway she agrees to go with them so that they don't attack right. and try well she's afraid ian's gonna try to protect her and, and ian will get killed he's doing all that like, he's like missing an he, arm oh he's, he's, <laughs> he's got like no arms i one is it's completely just, gone yes. and the other one's just bone. I'm like He is hurt <laughs> severely. <laughs> he's he's very, very injured. So she's like, I will come back with you, but I want a full trial. You don't get to just summarily execute me here. So she's like, We'll go back. She tells Ian to yeah, call yeah. her. Yes. Quote unquote. <laughs> call her. And then they're waiting around for like people to come pick up the council and all this, and all of a sudden, boom boom. Golden light showers down upon everybody. Beautiful, godly creature comes into being. And he goes, hey, 
by the way, you're betrothed yes. to me. You were since you. before you were born. <laughs> Ta-da! And I've been waiting I for now you. free you. Let's get married. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> now, luckily, Very Ian moment. summons her at that moment, and she goes away. But now we have a whole book new three. problem for book two, or book three, which is, one, the council wants to yeah, now find her, try outlaw. her, and execute her. And two... She has some deity who believes mm-hmm. her to be his betrothed wife from before she was born, and he's not yeah. going to be too happy with her. And being Ian was just Ian. like, "The fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about?" And Isael is there because Ian summoned him as well and was like, "I need your help." And even the brother was like, "Oh, that dude found you. He wasn't supposed to be able to find you." She's like, "You fucking knew about this." <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So that sets us up for book three, which, you know, at least we yeah, don't have to deal sucks. with Dick on anymore. He's gone. Buddy kicked it. And so did Areshki, his little sidekick chick. She sucked. And now they're all dead. And I'm very happy with that because I think I don't know that I could have taken yeah, another book. Yeah, I think it, I think she, she gave us two books of his bullshit. And now he's fucking gone. Let's move on. Yes. Different problems. Different issues. Yeah, <laughs> different issues. Bigger, godlier issues. <laughs> But beautiful, well written, just amazing still. So yeah, um, I'm. It's like a nine. I rated like a nine. I think it's nine. fantastic and super. So I just love these characters. I love her I'm, books. I'm reading I love her, her stories. Men tens, like they are tens in my book. They are. And her I men love, are I like their as a as a character. There was I can't remember. I think I don't remember which one of. I think it was Layla that it was like. Mm, I'm not sure if I liked her or not. And then there was that weird ending in Spade's book. We we. we that weird ending that's true i forgot about that but anyway like i don't hate the women i think that they're great i think that they match perfectly with their mates and they are wonderful characters in their own right but i think the piece that's usually or not usually but that can be sometimes bad in romance but especially in paranormal romance is Mm -hmm. men like there's a tendency to write those yeah alpha holes as they're called like aggro alpha holes and sometimes they can be done well and then sometimes you get tired of them and you're just like i need a guy who's just secure like especially these are all like hundreds plus years old like even bones who's the youngest is like two three hundred years old and it's like, if you can't be secure in yourself <laughs> after two or three hundred years or after like two millennia, like, no, nope. then we have no mm-hmm. fucking hope for the rest of the species. Um, and I like yes. seeing these strong, secure men who are like, like, they, they, they fuck yes. around with each other. They're like, I, you know, you, you betrayed me. Like, a lot of this shit is all, you know, Ian thought that they had killed mm. Mancaries, and so he went to... Yes. <laughs> he was going to seek vengeance in order to bring Mancaries back, Late, but that yes. was all fake because they had to do that to... Underlying story. ...get some Underlying other story. issue off their back. Like, yes. a lot of people have been faked killed in this book. Yes, she was fake killed. Cat's daughter was fake killed. Mancaries was fake killed. Like, a lot of people get fake killed, yes. and sometimes they don't tell the whole gang. <laughs> We're about to fake kill Mancaries, don't lose your shit. And then Ian sees the yes. fake killing and goes, oh no. And so then he sells a soul to a demon. And all now oh, the whole thing's a mess. <laughs> it's all a mess. <laughs> but anyway, at the core, they're still like awesome men. And their issues are more that they love each other too much and are willing to yes. like die for each other <laughs> in ways yeah. that is a little bit absurd. <laughs> Very much like... In, in Supernatural, where Sam and Dean yes, doing demon deals to save the other one every time one of them dies. And at some point, someone's like, you all have to stop bringing each other back. Oh, you just have good. to yep. be dead. Yep. And it's that, it's that brother in love. 
So we get two types of love here, yep. and that's between the brothers, quote unquote, like the, like, I don't know if they're a coven or they're just <laughs> friends. And then the love between them and, and their, their women. So yeah, it's beautiful all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we like it. Read the books. All right, guys. Big announcement for our next episode is our big 150150. And for that book, we are going to read The Cock Down the Block by Amy Award. Now, we don't know what we have planned, guys. We're working on it right now, but we hope that you guys come back and join us for this. This one sounds like a really fun fucking book. The Cock Down the Block. Come on. It is It is contemporary fiction. It's a uh, romance, not not a... Paranormal. Paranormal. But we're very excited for it as Denver Girls. It's set here in the Denver metro here. area and uh, lots of really fun Easter eggs for all of us yes. local people. <laughs> you just gotta untie the puzzles, which are super easy to do. So it, it's a a lot of fun so we really hope you guys join us for that one and uh we'll keep you posted about it yeah that'll be in a couple weeks next episode but in the meantime we'd love to hear from you you can reach us on social media at Shh dirty books on facebook and instagram and you can email us directly at dirtybooks at gmail.com and in all those places it is sh with three h's and you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts if you guys can go there rate review subscribe that'd be amazing and uh, like Kalina said we'd love to hear from you guys thank you Jim Townsend for your music with that we'll say goodnight this is Saylet and this is Kalina and we'll see you later bye, bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylette. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.